0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Let Us Golf Podcast, Episode 3, with me, Olivia Boffinley-Dakin. As promised, I'm back this Tuesday, bringing you the latest chat from your favourite players on the tour. We've currently got a break from tournaments at the moment, but in just under a month, our golf balls will be back, teeing it up at the Terre Blanche Ladies' Open in France, a tournament that's been on the Let Us schedule since 2012. I, for one, cannot wait. I'm counting down the days until our players are back in action. Although we have no tournaments, that does not mean the grind stops. Our golfers are busy playing, practising and improving their game. And so are we as we continue this weekly journey into getting to know our players better. And this week, I'm delighted that Manchester's Gemma Clues is joining us on the podcast. With 11 top 10 finishes and a maiden professional win at the Road Ladies' Series event at Hillside Golf Club. Gemma is always one to keep your eyes on and has played 37 events across the LET and Let us. So, without any further ado, let's dive right in as Gemma opens up about her highs and lows on tour and her life as a professional golfer. The Letas Golf Podcast, the official podcast of the LET Access series, the development tour of the L.E.T. Hi Gemma, welcome to the Letters Golf podcast. Um, how are you? Thanks for having me. All um good. So let's get started with this year, 2023. How is it treating you? Uh, it's been a bit of a
1: quiet start. Um, obviously played, played last week in Spain. Um, it was great to be back out there. Just been at home, uh, with friends, family, uh, seeing coaches, just practicing, and just just trying to get back into the swing of things. Really, you spoke about Spain. There, talk me through a bit about how the tournament went for you. The best way to describe Spain was rusty. Um, I was very rusty. It was really windy. It was like really difficult conditions. Um, and then to then be thrown in at the deep end when you've not competed for a while was tough but um, I really enjoyed being back out there and uh, seeing everyone again and just gave me some motivation uh, for the next couple of weeks which was quite nice
0: in terms of motivation have you got any goals this year obviously there's always securing your let card etc but apart from that is there anything you really want to come out of 2023
1: I, I set goals like a little bit differently to how other people would set them so like normally people would just be like oh like to win an event or finish wherever on the order of merit body blah, bar blah, blah. I've sort of started to look at it recently more of improvements of my own game and sort of um just get different aspects of my game better from previous years or set myself a goal of I want to get get my put in uh so much better, or like just different parts of my game, really. And then I, f- I, j- I just feel like if I sort of take care of that aspect of it, the results and stuff like that sort of take care of themselves.
0: And kind of what motivated that change um, of outlook on setting goals?
1: It was a few different things, really. A couple of chats I've had with different people, uh, golf and non golf, like just everyday life. Um, compared myself to people quite a lot and would get like very down on myself like oh um if if I wasn't finishing wherever or they were doing better than me or different sort of things like that so I've just sort of gone down just take care of me and just get get them one percent and then the rest sort of takes care of itself just control the controllables really
0: and you kind of said it's like a recent. Change in your outlook but have you seen any positive response to you setting goals like that
1: yeah definitely I've seen it uh, in practice and stuff uh, especially it's like I look at practice really different and instead of getting distracted and instead like concentrating on one thing and then getting distracted and moving on to another thing if it's not quite going so well just almost knowing that if I do what I'm doing that that will help almost
0: yeah and in terms of practice and like when you're not out playing a tournament what does your typical day look like for Gemma Clues uh so
1: I haven't always been into the gym and stuff like that to be honest like not massively like I've seen a trainer and uh worked one-to-one with him and um over a couple of quite a few years now um but it wouldn't be like a daily a daily thing um so i recently joined the gym been enjoying that so I'd go to the gym in the morning I prefer the gym in the morning uh then I would like uh, pra- just practice all day I'd try and play as well so I try and do practice in the morning have lunch and then play or if I'm playing in the morning then I'd, I'd always practice after and every every day is different like it just depends on what I set
0: set myself to do for that day really. Do you think that lifestyle kind of suits you not having nine to five?
1: Yeah yeah like I couldn't I couldn't see myself in an office job working nine to five purely because i think i'd hate it during lockdown and stuff and through covid times i did i did get a couple of different jobs um i worked in um in a department store in the uk called boots and i sold perfume for a couple of weeks so i think i did that for just over a month um which i was just doing it as a favor for my auntie really over christmas and then i started working in a warehouse for a golf company that sells stuff online they're quite big online in the uk all over Europe really um so I was working in the warehouse which was really different but I actually really enjoyed it it was I think obviously because it was golf like down the golf route and stuff like that but just like working every day with people that didn't play golf and meeting new people seeing different areas of the business and all different things like that it was it was really good
0: so that was during covid and i know that mm-hmm. um during your covid years you kind of like had a card to like play on the LET and stuff but then tournaments couldn't happen um lockdowns like how was that to deal with yeah it was quite tough because the big the
1: biggest thing through covid was was money really um because obviously with no golf we weren't earning anything uh, with without tournaments um so then 2020 i played I played like one day stuff in the UK when it when it started to to start again and then I didn't actually travel until I think it was August 2021. I think I played LET event in Sweden and that was my first first one back from I think it would have been Q School just before yeah in the January before Covid hit in 2020, yeah. So I had quite a it was basically 18 months where I didn't didn't travel and stuff so it was it was strange to get back into it really because with the travel and how different everything was with are you jabbed are you not jabbed do you need a test things like that um almost doing the different jobs and not playing golf every day um it made me realize how much I do love playing golf every
0: day and how lucky I am to do it as my job so there was never thoughts of should I go back to golf after such a break from the professional world.
1: Yeah, like it was it was mainly just money really. Um so I was still working in a, in the warehouse so 20 it was like June 2021. Um and then um through a mutual friend um I got some sponsors and then they were like right just just go and play. Just anything costs everything just like just go and play. So I was meant to play in Finland Finland in the July I think it would have been. Um but then I was doing my last week in work and it was at the time where if you were in contact with someone who tested positive for COVID, you had to like self-isolate and things like that. And unfortunately, I was in close contact with someone, so I was unable to travel. So then I had a couple of weeks where I was just like, well, I had to isolate for like, I think it was like a week, 10 days or whatever. And then just got back to practicing and played a couple of um, the Rose Ladies events in the UK managed to to get a win in that that was quite quite good and then got back to travelling. So I think I played six events that year from the end
0: of August. You did win the Rose in the Rose Ladies series like a series event. Uh, was it twenty was it twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two? Twenty twenty one, yeah, at Hillside. And how much did you enjoy like the Rose events? They
1: were they were really good. Like uh, we played amazing courses, really good fields, because obviously they tried to do them when the LET events and the LET access events went on, which was really good. Um, they were just they were just amazing. Like what Justin and Kate have done in the women's game is really good, and it's great to see them further in the support with one of the access
0: events. Um, yeah, is put on by them, so that's really good. Um, and talk me through that win. That was your first like professional win, is that right? Um, yeah, first pro win. Talk me through that moment. It was it was a bit it was a bit strange,
1: really. Um, because I hadn't, like I've been pro for quite a long time now, really, but I hadn't really played that much um, for a few different reasons, really. Um, so that was quite nice. It almost felt like it was a bit like, oh, I finally got over the line. It was just nice and a bit of a confidence boost, really, to to myself and just be like, oh, like you can, you can do it. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned there what Justin Rose and his wife do for the women's game. Speaking about the women's game more generally, um, obviously m- money is often a barrier for women playing golf, etc. But what do you think can be done as as a woman golfer to grow the game? Ooh, what do I think could be done?
1: It's almost just getting it out there and getting it on TV. And I guess, like, a, obviously being in golf and stuff, I'm surrounded by a lot of... Uh, like males and like they all say like when they watch women's golf on the tv they, they almost relate to it a bit more because it's like they aren't gonna hit it 340 yards like the men and whatever but um I, I hear so many people say they really enjoy w- watching women's golf and just to, I think just to get it out there a bit more and just get it on tv as much as possible I know it's difficult with money and things like that and it's down to the sponsor of the events, whether they put, put that money in to have it on the TV and stuff. But just, I see it like locally and stuff, like just trying to get more women into golf in general. And like the stuff they've, they've started to do over the past couple of years with like, they do like different programs to get women into golf and where they'll put on uh, group sessions of coaching and anyone is welcome to go. Like you can turn up in whatever clothing, you can turn up without clubs, like they'll provide everything. And I think just, going down that sort of route and getting it into schools and introducing younger people to golf I think would just would
0: just help. When were you introduced to golf was it at a young age?
1: Yeah so I probably I was probably about eight or nine something like that um so I I used to go down to like group session like junior coaching at the driving range and stuff and to be honest I actually really didn't like it. A lot of people. I don't know whether (laughs) yeah yeah like I don't know whether it was just the group sessions I found them a bit boring and so like I didn't really didn't take off at all with me for a couple of years I think I was probably about 10 uh, 11 uh, I then started playing like got a handicap and got involved with like the the county junior coaching and stuff for, like beginners and things like that and just just enjoyed it really I just did it socially for from about 11 till I was about 14 or 15 and then I was like oh I actually really like this and i'm actually all right at it so i almost just took off from there really did your family members play golf my mum used to when she was younger then went to uni was a teacher so like didn't didn't play golf for like quite a few years and then just she literally always she she joined the golf club every year i think she probably played on average like twice a year and then she she doesn't play anymore now like yeah she packed it in but um so that's just how I got introduced to it. Really, I I was just always really
0: sporty. I'd try any sport and just just tried golf really. And at what point um did you want to turn professional? Was it at a young age or was it later on? Uh,
1: I was probably around. It was I was probably around sixteen. Um, just done my GCSEs at school. Um, and you have like like two months off for summer and stuff. And um, I just went to the golf club every day. Like got dropped off by my dad in the morning on his way to work. At like half seven and stayed there till like half seven eight every single day uh just played like 36 holes in a day hit thousands of
0: balls just really really enjoyed it and was like oh I'd like to do this as a job and what's been the biggest challenges getting to where you are today um in turn term- in the uh, playing as a professional golfer quite a big question sorry but <laughs> yeah I think
1: th- the biggest thing for me personally was was money really um mm-hmm. it it, like it costs a lot especially if you don't have a sponsor and um especially in the women's game at the minute like it's getting so much better but like prize money and stuff like that's not like amazing it costs so much especially if you travel in Europe and stuff it's just yeah that sort of thing really
0: I guess you made quite a few like personal sacrifices and um other sacrifices in like playing professional golf is Mm -hmm. it worth I guess it's all worth it but what? Yeah, definitely.
1: Like, uh ha- like I, like everyone that plays like high level sport, they've made a lot of sacrifices and stuff growing up, or like it, in in current days and stuff. But, um, I would say it's definitely definitely worth it. It's not as if like I'm like right, I play golf every single day. I don't do anything. Like I still see my friends. I still go out and uh, still do different things and stuff like that. But there is there is sacrifices that you do have to make, obviously. But I think. I think it's worth worth making them.
0: And and why? Why is it worth making them? Obviously to play the game you love, but what is it about the game that you love?
1: I think the biggest thing is, like, so many, we meet so many amazing people, really, friends for life, like, people that if if you didn't play golf, you would never, ever come across. And I think that, that for me is the most enjoyable part of it. We see amazing places all over Europe, all over the world, like, like, I went to New Zealand, played my first pro tournament in New Zealand. If I didn't play golf, would I have gone to New Zealand? Probably not. So, it's stuff like that that I think is just, it's it's amazing for that reason.
0: And how much on tour is it um, other players supporting players, especially on Let Us? Like, what is the tour atmosphere like for you? I think it's, I think it's incredible,
1: uh, especially Let
0: Us. Like, I played a full
1: season last year. It was amazing, like. Got so many great friends, met so many amazing, nice people. And um, everyone's just so supportive of each other. We all have a laugh. We're all just there to help each other out, really. And, yeah, just try and get the the best out of the whole situation.
0: So let's talk about last season, because you just mentioned last season there. Um, You obviously had a very strong start to the season. Is that right? Um, yeah. and then it sort and then things became more difficult like talk me through um i started off like really strong
1: uh, had a lot of top 10 finishes it was just playing playing nicely um just struggled i struggled on the greens all year uh which didn't help uh especially early on in the season like to get to get the win and stuff it stopped stopped me from getting over the line but um like back end of the season i felt like my game wasn't like I wasn't doing anything different or game wasn't wasn't really any any different to how it was a couple of months before. Um but just results weren't quite going my way. Just it's just the mental side of it really. It was for me last year. Like I struggled I struggled all year really, like personally from sort of like end of July through to August till the end of the season. Like I was I was really struggling in myself and like didn't didn't let it show to anyone like no one would have known or no one not family friends anyone people I I stayed with every week while I was traveling and I think like looking back and the chats I've had with people over the last couple of months especially it definitely definitely had an impact on my golf yeah which is a shame but you've got to look at it and think well I've learned from it and I'm I'm
0: feeling better and I'm getting
1: better and so it's, it's, it's all
0: good. Do you think you can ever leave the, the personal experience from the golf course? I think,
1: I mean, you definitely can. But whether you can do it for such a long period of time, I'm not so sure. It's, it's just like if you, keep, if you keep bottling things up and not expressing how you're feeling, and it will all just build up and build up and build up. And eventually it has to come to a head at some point. And that's what I was finding, especially on the golf course. Like, I was trying so hard to just concentrate on the golf, like, the shot I was hitting. And I was getting a bit out of character, really, especially, like, in August. Like, I had a moment on a, on the golf course in Sweden, and it's something that I would just never do. And I've I've just hit this shot, and it wasn't even, a, like, a bad shot or anything. It's like, I've hit the green, it's gone to, like, 25, 30 feet or something, like, not horrendous. And I've just turned around, and I've just gone started shouting loads of stuff at myself and I've just thrown my golf club at my golf bag and I was I just stepped back and I was like what like what are you doing like that is that is not you and it is and it, it turns out it wasn't anything to do with the golf and stuff like that but everything it it comes out eventually and yeah I was just just a bit out of character in on the golf course mainly um and it, it impacted
0: my golf which is frustrating but it happens unfortunately coming out of that who's been your biggest champion
1: help uh, I've got so many amazing supportive people around me in my life uh, like my parents and like really close friends like my friendship group we've all been friends um since we were in school so we've been friends for like 15 years some of them longer I've got so many amazing people around me supporting me um I was see st- I still am um seeing a therapist. Uh so I've been seeing her since October. Um and that has been such a big help for me personally. Just just to talk to someone and get shown like different ways of like how to control how I'm feeling or like learning about why I'm acting the way I am or how I why I react in the way I do and stuff like that. And all my sort of stuff um stems from like a long time ago from when I was younger and things like that but um been I know like therapy and stuff like that wouldn't be for everyone but for me it's it's helped me massively and I'm I'm really glad I, I started doing it and I'm still enjoying going so
0: yeah. that's amazing that's really amazing and I do think like therapy is something that not a lot of everyone kind of can admit to 100% like I've my parents have said to me for a couple of years like oh like
1: why do you go see someone and and I've always been like, oh no, I don't, I don't want to do that. And it was almost like, for me, almost felt a bit like weak. And yeah, it's, it sounds really stupid saying it because it's like, well, you're not weak. Everyone has struggles and stuff like that. And everyone deals with certain things in different ways and stuff like that. It's, it's just like to get my head around it, it took quite a while. But um, by far the hardest thing about, about it for me was asking for the help and like approaching it that way and being like I need to go and I need to go and see someone and as soon as I did that and I contacted them and like the first session I was like oh I was so nervous like going go into it that was easier than and like talking about horrible stuff and like horrible emotions and all different things like that and then that was easier than contacting her to ask to have a session it's it's crazy to, to like think about but yeah, like, the hardest thing is, for me, is was asking for the
0: help. and. But I'm glad you have. So why is, kind of, perseverance so important? Do you think that's a, one of your stronger traits when you play Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, like, um, not really want to give up
1: in anything. Like, I would always, always try and get the best out of myself. No matter, like, not even just in golf, like, anything I do, really, yeah. Um, I think I feel like I've always been like, um, I, like I've played different sports at high levels and stuff, and I think that's always just been the way, really. Like especially when you play team sports, like because you're not just, you don't want to just let yourself down, you don't want to let the team down, and different things like that. But like with golf, it's so different because it's you're on your own, aren't you? Really, it's just you yeah. or your caddy and your, your your team around you. But like when you're actually out on the golf course, it's down to you. But it's almost just like. I've started to look at it as in like, oh, well, you're not letting yourself down. You just, it's just, you have bad days, you have good days and just treat treat the good days the same as you do the bad days because they all happen. And at the end of the day, it's just one day, isn't it? It's just one round of golf. It's golf. And if you have a bad round of golf, are you still going to wake up the next morning? Yeah. It's just one one day. Wake up again the next day and you go again. Different mindset, fresh
0: mindset, and just go again. And you mentioned there, like when you're out on the course, it's just you. Does it ever get lonely, even though you're surrounded in a tournament with people? Like, do you ever feel on your own when you're travelling and stuff? I mean, all last year,
1: like it didn't matter. I could have been surrounded by twenty people, or I could have been surrounded by one person. I felt lonely in majority of my days through everyday life but from that sort of thing like from on tour sort of point of view um I wouldn't say it does get lonely because we all travel we travel in groups and we play practice rounds together and things like that like I would I wouldn't say it would get lonely no it's just because I was struggling so bad mentally um it didn't matter where. If I was at home, surrounded by my family, I could be sat in a room with fifteen of my family members, like I would have felt lonely. Um, but like we have such a great laugh on tour, like we all travel in groups and like all the different groups like integrate and we all have a laugh together. So yeah, it's it's really fun.
0: What do you do when you're off the course? We've spoken a lot about golf, the game. Um, mm-hmm. how do you relax? I've actually, the last couple of months, from like November
1: really, um, I've really got into reading. Um, something I've never, never really enjoyed. Probably the last book I've read before November, I was probably about 13 in school with a book that you probably had to read. But I've read I've read quite a lot of books the last couple of months. So that's been an enjoyable thing for me to do recently. Meeting friends, coffee, uh, taking my dog out, Oh, you... I take my dog to, diff- yeah, I've got a dog. So Leo, he's a, he's a working cocker spaniel and uh, he's amazing. He's funny. Um, so I love taking him different places, long walks, um, just stuff like that, really. Just normal, everyday life sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Any particular book? Any got any book recommendations for our podcast?
1: Oh, a book recommendation. Okay.
0: I'll give you two because it's a tough pick.
1: Uh, I'll give you three, actually. I'll give you three these are the three that I've read recently uh, and they've really like stuck to me um so the first one I read was Atomic Habits by James Clear that was really good another one is called Good Vibes Good Life by Vex King and then the other one is called Happy Sexy Millionaire by Stephen Bartlett I love his podcast who, yeah. his podcasts are incredible I've lis- listened to them all the time and I think Vex yeah, Vex King did a podcast. Um I'm sure it was with Stephen Bartlett and that is really good as well. I would highly recommend listening to that. And them three books, they're good.
0: Nice. Well, that's gonna move you on to the end of the podcast, and we're gonna do a little quick fire round. <laughs> Ooh, exciting. <laughs> I'm just gonna quick fire some questions, can answer them as quickly as possible. So your dream full, and it doesn't have to be so far, everyone's chosen golfers, but it doesn't have to be a golfer. You can play around the golf of anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll go dream four ball. So it would be Annika.
1: Got to go, Annika. I would say, I would say David Beckham, purely because a bit of eye candy, you know, nice to look at. <laughs> um, and then I think I would go Justin Thomas. Yeah. How come? Do I need to, uh, I think I just I really enjoy watching
0: him play golf. Really, yeah. Yeah, that's a free yeah. out. Of she's doing very well. On, yeah, on stream four balls. Um, is she your biggest golfer inspiration? That's my next question. Biggest golfer. Yeah,
1: I think her and Seve. Yeah, yeah, those two. Yeah, they are great.
0: Yeah, and what's your last thought before you hit a driver? Uh,
1: the last thought before I hit a driver currently at the minute is tempo So I would just say to myself in my head like tempo Um, I've had a few different ones really it's something I've always like played around with and like different, different days like get triggered by different like phrases or swing thoughts and stuff like that I've had commit has been around for a long time uh, tempo and another one that I've played around a bit with was um, keep my height. So, like those three, would sort of like chop and change, like day to day, really. Yeah,
0: I love the one words. I never heard that before. One word. Okay. Yeah, it's nice and quick and just straight to the point, isn't it? Time can't mess around. Yeah. So.
1: Exactly. You'd be stood over a driver for about fifty seconds, otherwise.
0: <laughs> and lastly, no one. Because uh, no one's actually from Britain, so they haven't heard of Desert Island Disc, but I like to do my le- a Let's Letters Desert Island Disc where you pick a, a book, a song, and a luxury item to take on a desert island, because I think that tells a little bit about everyone. Uh, okay. You've already mentioned you love reading, um, but what mm. book would you take? What book
1: would I take? I think I would probably go Good Vibes, Good Life. I think I would take that one from the, from the books I've read recently. I think I would take that one. So song. Yeah. song. So you can just take one song and listen to that forever.
0: Well, you don't, it won't go to permanent loop. That's a bit of torture. Okay. Yeah. You'd
1: get pretty bored of it pretty quickly. Wouldn't you? Oh, okay. A song. I'll go. Four. I will go. Adele i drink wine i would do that one love that song mm. i love adele she's great
0: yes and luxury item now so far everyone said a drink like Sarah said water because i think she kind of misunderstood uh like water's available so something else you can just drink that
1: yeah, yeah. a luxury luxury item it would have to be a my lip balm Mmm, so essential. Can't live without lip balm.
0: Yeah. Bit of SPF in it, yeah. Lip balm. Nice. So sensible. Everyone's picked very sensible items so far. <laughs> oh, what have the other picks been? Um water and lemonade.
1: <laughs> lemonade, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: That was a good one. Um yeah, I'll stick la- with lip balm. One, one thing to last on. You're best piece of advice for someone coming into let us as a rookie or wanting to play okay. professional golf? Okay.
1: Um. Biggest thing I would say, ask questions to people, get advice, ask as many questions, get bits of advice and learn as much as you can from other players, other people that have been there and just be a bit like a sponge really and just take it in and because at the end of the day you might not agree with or you might not like some of the stuff that people say you don't have to take it in just let it in let it out but there might be one thing out of 50 things said to you that could make a difference to you so that's what I would say ask questions get advice and learn from it amazing stuff
0: well I could chat to you all day (laughs) (laughs) thank you Um, (laughs) so thanks so much for coming on the podcast and Best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you all for tuning in once again to the Let Us Golf podcast. And a big thanks to the greatest, Gemma Cleese, for opening up and chatting to us. It's not always easy. You can rate, review or subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to give the series a boost and help others find it. Tune in next week when another guest tells us about their story, their golfing journey. See you then.